With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome to the Inside Try Show with Helen Murray. This is the podcast that takes a deeper look at the sport with in-depth interviews and special episodes to keep you entertained and inspired while you're training. All right, ready and let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 159 of the Inside Try Show, sponsored by Prescott Sportswear, the world's first climate positive sportswear brand. I'm Helen Murray and each week on the Inside Try Show, I bring you awesome interviews from triathlon and beyond. My guest this week is the lovely Ben Goodfellow, better known as Wilf Goodfellow. He was crowned 2022 Ironman 70.3 world champion in his age group. And he's got a really fascinating story of just how he has got into triathlon in his 20s and how he's gone from being a, a real novice to one of the best age groupers in the world. The other week, I did the interview for Naur Uraur podcast. It's a Welsh triathlon podcast hosted by David Cole and Nia Davis of, oh, sorry, Nia Cole too. She got, they got married of DC Triathlon. So you're going to hear a little bit more about that after the interview with Ben. It was a massive, massive challenge for me. The biggest challenge of the year for sure. And it's been really good to have a mental challenge rather than, just always focusing on a physical one. But don't worry, I'll be back on the physical stuff for next year while maintaining my Welsh, of course. And one thing I know that is happening is that I will be doing the Rock Wales in May. You might remember I was supposed to do it in September, but then I broke my wrist and lovely James, listener James, took my place. But what's even more exciting is that... I am going to be teaming up with The Rock Triathlon in 2023 to launch an Inside Tri Show Rock Wales team for 2023. So The Rock is offering five free places for female Inside Tri Show listeners to The Rock Wales on Saturday, September the 16th, 2023. So if you are a female listener and you want one of those five free places, you just have to email me. It's helen at insidetrishow.com and tell me why you want a place. And then we'll pick five wonderful women to be on that team. I'll be chief cheerleader for you because I'll have done it 
in May. So I'm just going to be there in September cheering you on. And once the team is confirmed, we'll just ask you to make a really, uh, you know, a donation. I was going to say really, really small, whatever you can to Move Charity, who are the charity partners of the Rock Triathlon. I'll probably also ask you for a few training updates along the way so we can share it with listeners and hopefully inspire more women to take on the rock races. So the deadline for this to email me is January the 15th, 2023. So Helen at com. Female listeners, a free place for the rock whales. September the 16th is a Saturday of 2023. I'm going to be there as team captain for you and we're going to have a really nice little team, okay? So free place. It's an amazing opportunity. So get on it and we will announce the team on the podcast on January the 25th of 2023. If you have any questions, just ask me, okay? It's helen at insidetryshow.com but I can tell you, I cannot wait. I'm already really excited. It was such a good atmosphere in September when I was there cheering on. Anyway, this week's episode is brought to you by PrescottSportswear.com, sustainable sportswear. A couple of things to mention, one of them being they have got a new collection out called the Bristol Collection, and it looks really, really damn cool. The other very cool thing that Preska do is a trade-in. So let's say you buy a Preska running vest, okay? You've had it for less than a year and you've changed sizes, okay? Send it back to Preska and they should be able to repurpose it and then give you 20% credit voucher to use back at prescottsportswear.com. Or maybe you've had it for over three years, so you send it back to them and they'll offer you 30% credit towards new kit. So it really is a much more environmentally friendly way of buying, wearing and enjoying a sports kit. And as sponsors of the podcast, Prescott are offering 15% off. So just head over to prescottsportswear.com, use the code InsideTry15. It's valid until the end of March 2023 and it's one use per customer on everything apart from heel jerseys. And don't forget, please do keep sending us your monthly goals. Don't be shy. You just have to comment on the Preska Instagram post, which you'll see at Preska Sportswear on Instagram and at Inside Tri Show. And each month we pick a winner to get a little goodie from Preska and a form swim cap just to keep us motivated in the dark, cold Northern Hemisphere mornings. Time for this week's interview. In 2022, Great Britain's Ben Goodfellow was crowned Ironman 70.3 world champion in the 25 to 29 age group. A real transformation for someone who turned their back on sport at the age of 16 and, in his own words, got pretty addicted to gaming. In fact, it was only during his final year at university in Wrexham that Ben, also known as Wilf Goodfellow, joined the local triathlon club in a bid to get fit. Little did he know the talent that he had lying beneath. He has gone on to be overall winner at Ironman Staff's 70.3, world and European duathlon champion in his age group, age group winner at 70.3 Swansea, as well as Ironman 70.3 age group world champion. And since we recorded the interview, he has confirmed that he is going to get his pro card for the 2023 season. Ben Goodfellow, welcome to the Inside Try Show. Ben, this is quite cool because I don't often get to do face-to-face interviews and here we are at a sixth form college in Wrexham 
but you didn't actually come here for sixth form, did you? No, no, so I'm, I'm, I'm well, Ben Goodfellow, as you just said. Originally, I'm from Cumbria in the Lake District, and then in 2017, I came to university in Wrexham and just stayed in this area, so, yeah. Stayed living nice and close to you. <laughs> Never left. And what's it like, because obviously I grew up around here, um, as a youngster, I didn't think loads of it. Now that I'm older, I think it's such a brilliant place. What's it like for trading around here? Yeah, I'd, I'd fully agree. I think Wrexham as a town doesn't always get the best reputation, but it's a nice, small, relatively small town, so it's easy to get around in and out on the bike. There's lots of facilities, such as uh, swimming pools and gyms and stuff. And then you've got the really nice hills, like over to Langoffland, Horseshoe Pass, really iconic cl- uh, road biking, so, so it, I think it is a good area to live, yeah. Yeah. And what, what do you do work-wise, then? So I work in, in Wrexham on the industrial estate as an engineer for a company doing aerospace parts. Okay. So, yeah. and is that sort of, I mean, is, that, is it Monday to Friday? Is it mega, mega busy? Yeah, it's, it's a 37 and a half hour week, Monday to Friday, but I, I get a nice little half day on a Friday, which is good. Okay. Helps make the weekend a bit longer for training. <laughs> I think that's quite common on the industrial estate, though, yeah, yeah. half a day, because I, I did like a, I don't know, like a month-long thing there as a student and they finished at half two no half 12 I was like this is great half 12 for me yeah <laughs> eight, eight till half 12 like, so, yeah, not so bad that's really cool so did you like were you into triathlon at all before coming to the the mecca of triathlon that <laughs> is Wrexham no so I, I've had a bit of a strange route into sport I would say uh, as a kid I did go to a swimming club but I was never particularly good I was always in the, 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 the B League, they used to call it, from the uh, like racing league they had there on the B team. Uh, and my sister, my older sister, who's two years older than me, was a really good runner, doing fell running. And she used to race for the, the county and stuff. I used to get dragged along to events and would occasionally take part, but I was always in the back, uh, like 90% of the people, I was yeah, right at the back. Uh, and then towards the end of uh, school, I stopped swimming and just got into gaming and I've got a really addictive personality so I got into gaming far too much and didn't really do much other than that really so all sport completely stopped Wow. and then towards the end of uni I just sort of realized I was wasting too much time all, all, all I was doing was uni work or gaming basically so I decided to try and start swimming again and the, and the best place I found was the local tri club and that so that's Wrexham, that's Shout Wrexham, out Wrexham yep, tri yep. club yeah okay yeah on, on a Thursday evening they were in a swimming session so I started going to that and then somehow got dragged along to the running track. And it just from there, I was just seeing massive progress week on week on week. Wow. And then joined the, the Wrexham Road Club as well and started doing their time trials as, as well. And then, yeah, just got hooked and, wow. and six so years had, later, that's where I am. Oh my God, I, I love this. So had you, like, had you owned a, a road bike at all growing up or just your sort of standard, I don't know, like BMX mountain bike? Yeah, I, a, I had a mountain bike, but yeah. no road bike. Uh, to, to the point where at one point me and my dad went into a bike shop when we were just, just saw a bike that looked nice and we were close to buying a time trial bike for normal road riding which wouldn't have been a good move at the time so no we, we had no clue yeah wow and now so you said that you joined Wrexham Tri Club and that's where you sort of started to get yep. into it and what you would have been early 20s at that point very early 20s like 2021 yeah 20 yeah would have been yeah. about right yeah Six years ago, yeah. And what was it like? Were you one of the youngest? Uh, in the Wrexham Tri Club, yeah. I, I would say I was one of the younger ones. It, it doesn't really have a youth like, category to it like some of the bigger towns do. So, yeah. And did you 
straight away did you think, oh, I like this? Yeah, just as I say, I've got an addictive personality and any time I can... So, like, lots of the video games are sort of made where you're getting small level ups and stuff and you're always progressing. And I found as soon as I was doing sport and also seeing that same progression that I just pick up that addictive nature and, yeah, go full. Yeah. I, w- I want to ask, right, when you were really, really into gaming... Yeah. Would you would you game all night? Like, w- would your was your body clock almost reversed? Uh, yeah, a bit. There was definitely times I'd be on it till three in the morning, sort of time, and then yeah, not, not completely opposite to now. Now, now I'm in bed by half nine, <laughs> generally speaking, and then in, in the pool by six. So, do you like do you do any gaming now? No, not at all. I've I've i honestly tried to get back into it, but I just I don't know. There's there's, there's no love for it now at all. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Yeah, it is. It really is. Wow, wow, wow. And then, uh, right, I, so you might think, like, this year, okay, I, I seem to cheer you on at a number of races, <laughs> right? And we were like, come on, Wilf, come on, Wilf. I had never actually met you, but I had just seen on the Rex and Try Facebook page, oh, Wilf's going to be racing, Wilf's going to be racing. Why Wilf? So, full name, as, as I was born and I still is, is Benjamin Wilfred Goodfellow. Okay. But... At no point have my parents ever actually called me Ben, really. It's, it, it, they've always gone by Wilf, and all the way through school and stuff, it was Wilf. And then I've only started using Ben since going to work, really, and all the work forms were already in Ben. It just seemed e- easier to use that, so, so the, respond to both, but yeah. <laughs> so we were cheering you on. You know on that hill at, at Ironman UK? That yeah, awful, yeah. yeah, we were there. Uh, Ironman Wales, again, on the hill, we were there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not the best day, that one, but yeah. But, I like, this year... You seem to have had quite a busy year. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have. I was trying to work it out the other day. I started off with duathlons in March, and I've only just finished with a 70.3 two weeks ago. So, yeah, m- most of the year, really. And that included, what, Swans? Do you Swansea 70.3? Yeah. Ironman UK, Ironman Wales, 70.3 World Champs. Uh, so, I'll go from the beginning. Yeah, it on, was uh, the, the British Standard Distance Duathlon at Ulton Park. Uh, and then two middle distance duathlons abroad and then uh, Staffordshire Ironman UK Swansea Wales Outlaw Rex the, uh, 70.3 World Championships and then finished. and then you've just done Alton Towers haven't you? oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just done that as well yeah that's, that's one thing I do do is throw in lots of little races as training yeah yeah so have you had a bit of an off season or are you coming into off season or what's the what's the deal uh, it was definitely quite a short one after the uh, 70.3 world champs out in Utah I stayed out there for an extra four days five days and didn't do much training it was more just having fun exploring and then since I got back had three days fully off and then built towards back into getting back into it now really and then straight into Ulton Park 10k but other than that yeah building back into it slowly so when do you think actually I could be pretty alright at this because we should say you did win you are world champion in your age group over 70.3 well yeah thank you very much yeah yeah um, so I don't know it's, it's one of those because I've just been seeing small steps year on year or even week on week month on month at no point did I ever think I'd ever get to this level uh, honestly yeah I didn't think I'd, when I started the only goal was to finish an Ironman and then, yeah, it's just by, by the time I came to enter my first, because I entered Wales in the first, or before the first COVID year, and it was cancelled for two or three years. 
So by the time I actually come to do a full distance, I'd got competitive by then. But originally, when I entered Wales, it was just completion was the only goal. And so, what? So you had entered it then for 2020, but you probably yeah, yeah. hit entering en- en- 2019. Entering 2019, yeah, for 2020. Just as a bit of a bit of a, a goal to do it, to finish it. Yeah, at that stage, because I'd only done my first middle distance 2017. Then, yeah, 2019 was going to be the year I did my first. Uh, 2020 was going to be the year I did my first full distance, but. That's not how it worked out with COVID in the end. So which, in the end, which was your first full distance? Yeah, Bolton this year. Yeah, I, 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 I am on UK this year. That's insane, Ben, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And throughout all of this, have you been self-coached for a bit of it? And then did you think, oh, actually, I, I want to do, you know, I want to do as well as I can. I think I need a bit of a hand. Yeah, so up to twenty, or just, just yeah, up, up to twenty twenty, I was uh, self coached and just doing lots of training sessions with the tri club. And then there's a local, really good uh, cyclist and coach called Ryan Morley, who's specifically, or uh, he used to be a cyclist, specifically around cycle coaching. But he, he helped me out with the running as well, and sort of allotted times for schedules for swimming. So I worked with him for two years. And that's what really progressed my bike, I would say. At the moment, I've got quite a strong bike relative to the other two. Uh, and then end of last year, uh, Nathan Ford, who's a really good triathlete himself, uh, he, he's gone into now full-time coaching after an incident end of last year. Yeah, will, will be, yeah. Uh, and then he, he had a, an offer out for looking for an athlete that he could take on board to sort of mentor so I, I applied for that and I got, got the role and then yeah I've been with Nathan for coming upon a year now and hopefully continuing to next year it seems and how how have you found being coached by Nathan and having an athlete of that caliber you know overall age group winner at Ironman Wales um before his accident and everything and just such a nice guy yeah no he really is a nice guy and he's been amazing he he obviously knows what he's doing, definitely. Uh, the races that I went and did down, because he's based down in South Wales, I'm in North Wales, but the races I went and did down there with, so that was Swansea and Wales, the amount of support that his uh, NFT team give out is just amazing, yeah. His racing on home turf was honestly amazing, the amount of support, so, yeah. And what have you learned from him, would you say? Uh, I would say that this year, because we've had a bit of an, a full distance focus, and well, 70.3 in full distance, but mainly full distance, we've uh, been doing a lot more mileage around that sort of upper zone two, lower zone three, the, the sort of zone that you would race at. Whereas it, with my previous coach, we're doing a lot more higher effort than that, sort of quite close to, well, sweet spot or threshold, so more volume, less intensity. And what about when it comes to recovery and things like that? Does Nathan try and hold you back a little bit sometimes? Is that a bit of his role? Or are you quite good at knowing when to, I don't know, go, you know what, Ben, sack that one off today because actually you're tired? Yeah, I, left to my own. Uh, if, if, if I was by myself, I'd tend to be the sort of person that will always be chasing Strava segments and <laughs> going full beans. So it helps when he's providing the structure that because of my sort of type A personality, I, I will hit the structure and not deviate from that. So it's, yeah, whatever he lays out, I'll always do my best to try and hit and achieve. And like, what are, what are your goals now? Did you, I mean, did you come into this year thinking, right, I want to be age group world champion? Uh, no, no, not really. I, I thought on the duathlon side, 
the year previously, I'd, I ended up winning the British middle distance, uh, the, the British standard distance duathlon champs. Uh, so I wanted to give the duathlon world and European uh, races a go, and hoped I could do quite well in them. And it turns out I won both of those two. Uh, so, but yeah, on, on the middle distance size and the full distance, I didn't really know where I would be relative to the rest of the field, but. Went into Swansea and then yeah, uh, Staffordshire, yeah, Staffordshire. Yeah, sorry, the two S's. But and that so that was where you qualified for the Worlds at Staffs. Yeah, I was the first overall age grouper there. So well, was the, there, was, there was no pro field there, so I got to actually take the tape at uh, an Ironman event from first one, which was pretty amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. You, have you had to pinch yourself at all? Yeah. Uh, most certainly. Yeah, it's one of those. I, Looking back on what I've achieved this year, it's, it just seems crazy, really, yeah. What do your friends say, your family? Yeah, well, my, my family de- definitely uh, are pretty blown away by what I've achieved now versus where I was at with my gaming. And then before that, I did, obviously I did a bit of the swimming and stuff, but I was never particularly good. But I think it's just, I've got that drive now, whereas I didn't have that as a, a kid. So. And what, what, do you, what do you think has made the difference to have that drive? It's a really hard one to say. I don't, I don't know. It's, um, yeah. I honestly couldn't really answer that other than just, yeah. God knows. <laughs> Maybe just like maturity. Yeah, I, I think seeing the progression early on and then now that the progression's sort of slowed down, I'm also seeing results. I think I'm very, just knowing that I am getting better is always really motivating. Whereas before, as a kid, you didn't really have the training metrics. There was no Strava, no training peaks, no anything like that. So you couldn't really log progression anywhere near as easily. So. I, I just, on a, I'm just sitting here and I, I am loving listening to it all because it's brilliant what, what you've done in such a short space of time. And, and like without even almost, without thinking like, right, that's what I want to go and do. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what was going to be coming this year, results-wise, and I'm obviously dead proud of what we managed to achieve working with Nathan. And it's just trying to decide what we sort of look towards in the future, which I think the goal will be getting a or trying to get a pro license, which I might already have qualified for based on the world result, but I need that confirming. And then yeah, so I guess after I've got that, the first goal will be trying to finish in the prize money at one of the events, smaller events, and then. Yes, see what I can achieve, but I've got no real expectations. Just. And how do you think you'll balance it with work, or is that a conversation to be had with uh, with the bosses? Like, do they do they know what you've done? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they do know what I've achieved. Uh, they, they sent out a nice message. Yeah, I even got a message from the local MP that I think they organised, which is a surprise. From Leslie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So that was a surprise, a nice the letter with the House of Parliament stamp on it. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but as it is now, working 37 and a half hour a week, it's, it's, uh, I, I can still get in a decent amount of training volume, I think. So it, it would only be if I could get to a stage of thinking that I could go more half, uh, part-time that I would really talk to the work about it. But I, I think I'm still a year at least away from any sort of move like that because it's it's a strange sport triathlon the way it's all the prize money in any event for the pros isn't very big so you have to have sponsors and backers and stuff and then like uh, result incentives and stuff like that to fund it but do you 
I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you think there would ever be this sort of danger of going pro too soon, or are you just like, hey, life's too short, crack on? Oh, I certainly think that that could be a case. The, the way I'd see an elite, like a, a pro card at the moment, would be just to be able to start on the same start lines as the pros and more classic as like an elite racing license. Because sometimes it's not easy to know how you actually would stack up on their field because they've got a different start time and different race dynamics. So it, it'd be more just to see where I'm actually at and then tick off a bucket list item, I guess, as well. So, yeah. And how do you juggle at the moment? How, how do you juggle your 37 and a half hours a week with your training? How much training do you actually do? Um, I tend to, most mornings, I'll do something before work in that sort of six to seven window, start work at eight o'clock, so I get about, about an hour in before work. And then in the evenings, I'll probably try and get about 90 minutes in and then get as much out of the weekend as I can. So I'd say a, a general training week's 15 to 20 hours. Obviously, depending on time of year and what sort of block you're doing, that sort of moves up and down a bit. But yeah, you hear the numbers that some of the full-time pros do put out, though, of like 30 hours plus, and you definitely couldn't do that and a 37 and a half hour week. So. It'd be, it would just be like the lack of recovery, wouldn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think you could do it, but you'd literally be either on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> training, eating, sleeping, or. In work, I guess, would be the only three things or four things to be doing all the time. Yeah. There'll, there'll be no downtime at all. And downtime for you at the moment, is that very much based around your dog? Uh, yeah, de- de- definitely. There's a whole lot of dog walking going on. I'm, I'm very lucky that uh, my dog, I wouldn't say he likes to come out and runs with me, but if, if, if I incentivise him with a squeaky tennis ball, he come out and runs with me. So that's always nice for company when I'm not doing a structured session. And then the other thing I'm really good for is he loves tennis balls. So on a, on a day where I do want to chill... I can just sort of go to the park and throw a tennis ball and I don't have to work out but he can get himself as, as tired as anything he's doing indoor sessions by himself basically and do you mind training on your own because it sounds like you do pretty much all of it on your own no yeah as you said I do a lot of it myself I've got a group of friends that I go out cycling with uh, running's pretty much all solo and swimming's all solo um, and I just tend to listen to a lot of podcasts try and get a bit cleverer and yeah keeps me occupied for the longer sessions so and but you don't mind that sort of the the time on your own I guess no as a person I'd say I'm quite solitary in general um for actual like motivation to train harder I think sometimes training partners can be very beneficial and I, I would like to get to a stage of at least having some swimming sessions with other people just to push that a bit further but yeah for actual uh like stay insane I, I, I don't mind time by myself no it's okay and who who right if you, if you if, ideal world and all that kind of jazz right who would you love as a training partner <laughs> uh, I'd prob- probably go with Skipper he's, he's, he seems a very funny guy Joe Skipper uh, he's based in Norfolk so it's quite a long way away but yeah he's uh, he, he, he definitely knows how to go hard in a training session he's, he seems funny so yeah and is, that, is that what you like the sort of go go hard kind of thing yeah, I'd say so, yeah, might as well. If, if, if you're going to be put, putting out the effort to go out there, you might as well feel like you've earned it. Yeah. Let's go back to Utah, right? What time, what was your finishing time? Uh, I think it was about f- four hours, one minute, somewhere around there. And had you thought that you were capable of doing that, heading into it? Um, it's a tough one because I had no idea of the road surfaces out there. 
uh, they ended up being really smooth. The, the bike was quite hilly, but the road surface was so smooth and there was a lot of people on the course. So at no point was anybody at the, at the same speed as me as such, but the way they'd set out the age groups, my age group was one of the last, and with 4,000 male athletes setting off, when we were towards the back of it, there was probably no point on the course where there was no one in front of me. So it was always getting like this tiny little bump draft effect as you close in on somebody, overtake them and pull back in again. So the, the bike split ended up being faster than I was expecting. Uh, the run was about exactly what, what I would have predicted going in and the swim was probably pretty much what I would have predicted going in as well. So it's just, it just that bike that was the unknown really. And what, what did you run off the bike? Uh, it will have been one hour 17 and a bit, I think. So when you were younger, you, you probably wouldn't have done a, a half marathon, I guess, when you were younger, but would you have even known that you could run that fast? Uh, no, no, certainly not. Uh, the, yeah, In 2017, that first year, when I did my first middle distance, the run for that was 1.55, I think, so it's <laughs> quite a significant chunk off, and that was with a, a cancelled swim as well. So, yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What, what, what's the secret, Ben? I don't know. Just, well, from where I was as a kid with my running ability, I would have said losing weight because I, was, I, was, I always had a bit of puppy fat on me as a kid, which definitely doesn't, yeah, it's not ideal for running. But, yeah, as, since I've joined, it's just consistency, really. I've, I've been very lucky that I've never had any significant in injuries so yeah, just keep it consistent. I, I'm just sitting here, pretty much in awe. Actually, um, it's so impressive. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you do you know now? Have you any ideas? Maybe in the back of your head, I don't know what you would like to go on and do with triathlon. Uh, so far, I wouldn't say I finished a full distance and felt like I. My body was, oh, it is my body, but I haven't felt like my legs were the limiting factor in a full distance. I've always felt like nutrition's been my downfall in the full distance. So I'd, I'd like to finish, I'd like to start the run on a full distance and be able to push the run to the point where it's my legs that are giving out and not my stomach. So, because did, be did that happen? Because I'm pretty sure, like at Bolton and at Wales, weren't you one of the first in the age group off the bike? Um, at, in Bolton, I was first on the bike. For most of the bike yeah. and then I sort of bonked towards the back end of the bike dropped I think it was like five places from first to sixth within about 10k on the bike it was it was a pretty substantial explosion <laughs> you're just like oh no no and then yeah I started the run and just thought all right I best just keep trying to get fuel on board 
and the first laps weren't anything special. It was four laps on Bolton, and I actually managed to negative split, so every lap got faster and faster, and managed to move back up to fourth overall, so I managed to make up two places again on the run, which, yeah, it was, uh, that was nice. And then what about Wales? Uh, Wales, I led off the bike this time, so I thought, oh, this is a better position than Ironman UK. Uh, started running and I re- I, to this day I don't really know what happened because I'd had quite a lot of fuel but I just it didn't seem to be going anywhere in my stomach it seems to be sat in my stomach I, I, yeah I just the felt dreaded slosh yeah oh. I felt, felt horrendous and just kept getting slower and slower and slower to, to the point where I was walking on about the half marathon point and then in Tempe the, the actual day itself wasn't that cold but there was like this rain shower that came in and I think because my body was already low on sugars and stuff, it didn't have the heat to keep warm. So I, I just ended up sat by the side of the road shivering and ended up DNFing that, which wasn't ideal. Uh, but yeah, to the day, I, I just don't know why that day the sugars weren't going in. But And DNFs, it, it's always, I think it's always a good thing to, to talk about. Well, there's some sugar on the microphone, who knew? <laughs> so did, how did you deal with that DNF? Uh, the, the, day, the day after and that evening, not so bad, I don't think, because I had Nathan in the community around and they were all supportive and then my, my parents came up to watch as well. And then from where we are to there, it was like a four-hour drive. And it, it, over that four-hour drive is where it sort of ultimately hit me, what, what had happened. And yeah, that, at that point, I was pretty down uh, and just managed to... I knew that I had the 70.3 World Champs coming up, so I managed to reset based around that, really, and then... Yeah, just, just focus on that. But it, it, it was very disappointing, especially... I probably shouldn't have done it, but I, I stayed out to watch the last finishers coming in. And seeing the, the, the amount that they were struggling definitely made me feel worse for, for seeing that. But, it's, yeah, it's given me more fire going forward. So. Did, did it make you think, oh, maybe I should have carried yeah, on? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the thing, really. It's, 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 from, from where I was, I was freezing cold and shivering, but three hours of walking... And I, it, there's, there's all a chance that continuing walking, my stomach might have sort of reset because I dropped off the intensity. I think going forwards, as, a, as in a, a backup to, to try and avoid DNFs, I might, in the personal needs bag, just put like a bin bag or something, just yeah. so that if I ever get to that stage again, I've got something to keep me a bit warmer. So, yeah, just to completion, because, yeah, it, mentally, I would far rather have come away with that finishing but not have the result that I wanted than feeling like it was a failure which sometimes does feel like so yeah it's not ideal but then the fact that as you said you did then have utah and st george and you did so well there yeah i I guess that helps to kind of process it a little bit more put it into perspective yeah yeah 70.3 racing definitely seems to be where i'm performing better at the moment on paper i would say the full distance is probably a distance that would suit me better because i've got I've, i've not got that sort of speed background that any, anyone that's gone through like a university academy and done the books racing and the sprints and standards would have so I, I think once I can crack the nutrition the full distance will be where I should see my best results but it's just getting is it there's a lot that can go wrong because you just have to sit up you, you can obviously back off and go slower or if you want to be right on that knife point it's very easy to do the wrong side of that and stuff goes wrong very quickly so Here's one for you, right? Would you, that's <laughs> a tricky one, would you delay getting a pro card in order to go Ironman Wales again as an age grouper? Um, 
of 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 the two I did this year, Bolton or Wales, I would far rather do Wales again. But I'm thinking if I get the pro card, I can have fun doing seventy point threes, and hopefully, I don't think it'll be next year because they tend to swap between male female, male female on the Bolton course uh, on the Wales course. But uh, yeah, hopefully, maybe in two years, it'll be back as a pro race, and I can try and have a bit more of a redemption arc there. Go and have a battle with Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> won't be seeing him on, yeah from the start of the swim. That's for sure. He's he's. Uh, You'll be chasing him down the bike. <laughs> yeah, dream, dreaming of no. He he had a phenomenal race there. Uh, this year he was off off the front for most of the swim, and then oh, off the front from the start of the swim really. And yeah, it's very strong on the bike. And do you follow all things swim, bike, run now? Yeah. Is it is it like is it this new? Like you said, the addictive personality, you you just absorb everything, you love it all. Yeah, most certainly, probably to an embarrassing state of just like listening to so many podcasts, listening to all the YouTube channels and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's something I have tried in the past YouTube, but with, with the job and stuff, it just takes so much time to make a video and edit it. And you also, unless it's just going to be a vlog completely, you need somebody else around to sort of film and stuff. But yeah, you're not trying to make entertaining content, just takes time, but... Yeah, I, I, I ingest so much of it and I would like to produce more, but it's just time. Do you have other age groupers get in touch with you saying, you know, what, what have you done? Any, any, any kind of tips or anything like that? Yeah, I get, I get, get asked about equipment and stuff and I'm always as willing. Yeah, if, if anyone has any questions, do, do send them over to me on Instagram or anything like that. I'm always willing to provide information where I can, but yeah, all, all, most of my stuff just comes from podcasts and stuff, so yeah. Do you look back at all at, um, I don't know, you in... Did you do felt races? I know you said your sister did. Did you do them as well? Uh, yeah, there, there was a league called the Kendall Winter League. Yeah. And I, I did some of them. I've, I've actually got a poster in my garage in, my, in, in the turbo of uh, a results board from one of the years. And I don't think I'm higher than third to last in any of them. So, so fuel for the fire, right? Motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, that, that's, that's the aim, yeah. What would you say to little Wilf then? lining up then uh, I'd say stick with sport because people develop at different ages at different times I'd say I'd, that's probably partly why I didn't do so well as a kid it's quite a slow uh, grower I'd say so yeah well, where, where you'll end up in life is definitely not where you are at, at that age and yeah pr- progression can be, come at different stages for different people totally did you beat Lucy Charles Barkley at Alton Towers or did she beat you yeah, I, did, I did beat her yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's a photo of you. I think you must have just been ahead of her at the very, very beginning, like yeah, literally yeah. the start. Yeah, we yeah. like, I'm just so gonna be here. Yeah, well, l- last year they were there as well. I did it last year, and I, I, I won the male, she won the females last year. Reese was also there as well on both years. I, th- I think they must live. Well, I'm, I'm not sure where they live, but they, Essex yeah. kind of way, aren't they? Essex, so yeah. not local, but they, they must just love the event. It, it is a great event. There's, there's not many running races you can go to where you're running through like a one minute like a, a Disneyland sort of like kids cartoons and all sorts. It is 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 very uh, bizarre course over there, but it's it's really fun. And then you get to spend the rest of the day in the park and it's completely empty, so it's it's a good time. That's that's a different way of getting into the uh, theme park there yeah, in England, it's, isn't it's, it? It certainly is, and uh, value for money wise, you get a race entry. They have a post race massage, some little snacks at the end, and and a day around the park for. <laughs> cost of a normal 10k it's really not bad at all <laughs> did you chat to lucy and reese at all this year or last year yeah i have to have a little conversation and stuff with them yeah uh, they seem really nice but 
I think everyone's just yeah at the finish line. Everyone's pretty tired because it's a tough old course. There's a lot of twisting and turning around there. And who who would you look up to? Who, in terms of okay, if you are going to go for the pro license, who would you want to be picking the brains of? Not necessarily training with. That's I'd say a little bit different, but actually having a word with, having a chat to. Um. It's a tough one. The, the person, I wouldn't say he got me into sport, but before I was actually into triathlon in general, we went down to Hyde Park to watch the Olympics in 2020, uh, 2012 yeah. in London at Hyde Park. And obviously seeing Alistair and what Jonathan Alistair did that day was pretty spectacular. Um, and I've, I've had the privilege of racing on the same line as him twice now in... Um, Swansea? Uh, yes, yeah, Swansea. He, he won the, the male pros there with a, a crazy time and Helvellyn when that was a PTO race in 2020 which is, a, is as, a, as a course if anyone's in the UK looking for a tough day out that, that, that's by far my favourite race I've, I've done that four times I think yeah so and how, how did you do that day when you last did it then yeah I was the first non-pro there on that one and then yeah I guess you would have known it like the back of your hand right having grown up around there yeah yeah it's a, quite a local course to me definitely well from where my parents are it's about 30 minutes away and yeah, perfect course for me, nice and hilly. The only thing is the cold water in the swim, which I'm, I'm not so good with cold water, but yeah, hills and, and, and that run is particularly, I don't know, if, if, if people don't know what it is, the run is a proper fell run up to the top of Helvellyn, which I think's about 900 metres. It's the uh, third highest mountain in England, so, and to, to, to the point where on the run you've got to carry full survival gear and safety backpacks and all sorts, so tough old day. Right, having done all the fell races when you were younger then, would you love now to kind of go back more as a senior and not necessarily next year or anything like that, but like just do the league and actually show how amazing you are as an athlete? I did go back to the league did you? Uh, last year for one race and finished second overall there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely would like to go back and yeah, keep doing them. There's yeah. The, the, the school that I went to has like a, a running club linked to that called Dallin Running Club and they, they always follow my results and cheer me on so that's good to see I bet I bet you know the teachers there are just like you know look at this lad he never did amazingly well and look at him now yeah yeah for sure it's, it's, it's funny because uh, in my form at school there's another well he, he was always phenomenal as an athlete and, and he was a fell runner to begin with but there's a chap called James Knox who rides for quick step uh, for the pro cycling team so yeah from a a form of about 20 people in our school we've got two people now that are performing quite highly so it's good that is fantastic (laughs) Uh, oh it's great ben thank you so much for your time i have to go and um dusky kamraig now do you (laughs) sharad any kamraig no no not not at all no (laughs) Our raff for slow is about as far as I go with the road signs. Die down, die down. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jochen Vaud. Really nice to chat, really nice to meet, and thanks for coming to do it face to face. I know, it's been great. First, first time on a podcast, it's been really good. Thank you very much. Go and give Ben a follow. There are links to him in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Inside Try Show. If you want to get in touch or get a little bit more information on anything, then reach out to Helen on Instagram or Twitter at Inside Try Show. Right, I promised I would give you a bit of a better lowdown of the big Welsh challenge. So in short, I started learning Welsh at evening class back in, oh, was it, I think it was, it was after October half term. I think it was the very beginning of November of 2021. 
And then Christmas 2021, David Cole from Naurauraur set me the challenge of doing an interview in Welsh with him and his now wife, Nia. I said, give me a year, give me a year. So we recorded it and then we did a little bit of a roundup in English. This is what happened. We have literally just pressed uh, stop um, on the uh, interview Naur uh, Eurawr. Bethley Ungamraig and Govlim. Like, sit oi the Cavelliad and a Gamraig. Gwych, 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 Nothing in mwyn high and vower. Was the Gamrag di and, well, he's a very guy's snag, amazing. David, what's that? You can translate for people that who don't, Sharad uh, Kamraig. What did Nia just say? I think what well what Nia just said is that you your you were up your your Welsh was superb. Oh god. Um and well I knew where you were when you started when I reached did out. Did you did you really know where I was? Where well, did you really know? I I gave you a massive challenge about <laughs> a year ago when I invited you to come on the podcast. I knew you were quite reluctant to come on. Mm-hmm. But, just didn't have the confidence to have a full-blown no way. conversation in Welsh with us at that time. Yeah. But we've just finished now. We've been speaking for 30 minutes. We had a good 10, 15-minute chat beforehand, <laughs> all in Welsh. Mm. And, yeah, it was you were, just, you were brilliant. The progress you've made over the last 10, 11 months is unbelievable and so inspiring. And I hope a lot of our listeners will be inspired to improve their Welsh um, from listening to your interview and how hard you've worked this year. It's It's been really, really interesting because I do think it has been a bit like um, triathlon training that, you know, David, you set me that you laid down the challenge, crazy, scary goal. I don't know, maybe you enter an Ironman, crazy, yeah. scary goal. Yeah. And at that time you think, oh my goodness. I remember saying to my mum, I think I've bitten off more than I can chew. And she was like, H, you've done it before with Spanish. She said you did have to do that in Spanish. You did it. You did the GCSE in it like in a year. So you can do it. You just have to think back to to what you've done. And then I think just a little bit every single day has paid off. And then for me, I had that week, intense week at the Welsh Language Residential Centre, Nant Gurthair. And that was the first time I had spoken Welsh, really. I had tried with Lori, but I mean, God, it must have been awful for her. I'm not joking. It must have been just a terrible 10 minutes. No, <laughs> no it would have been. It would have been. And then after Nankurthairn, like, and I break breaking my wrist. And then I just did a lot more of this thing called say something in Welsh. So I'd be going out walking every day on the turbo. Every every time I've been on the turbo, every warm-up, I'd be doing say something. And I am sick of it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, that's like with everything in life, the importance of having like a goal and a target, mm. isn't it? Like yeah. whether it's triathlon or whether it's learning Welsh, you've got that clear goal to really give you that drive to go and do it. Because yeah. maybe if, if I wouldn't have reached out to you, you probably would still be doing Welsh, but you wouldn't nowhere near be this far advanced. No, nope, that's, as well that's... You, maybe you would have been. is Because of the pressure of coming on a podcast our podcast, doing it in Welsh, thinking, oh, God, it's, a, it's a big thing, a big challenge. And, and you've absolutely... Smashed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. That, that, that is it. I think 
so with that evening class thing, I would have started in the equivalent of, let's say, level one, right? Entry level. They then have entry level two. So all of my classmates from last year are now on entry level two. I have skipped the next two years, effectively. And I'm in now the equivalent of level five. Yeah. And when wow. I told the teacher, like, oh, I did entry level one last year, she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I've been working quite hard. I just don't even know now or hour. I grundo ar scorsni gada ti Helen. I well more thou it did good So yeah, have a listen to our podcast to see how well Helen's done in the 30, 40 minute interview that we and well chat then informal chat that yeah. we had about triathlon and and why Helen has taken on this challenge. Yeah. I hope you're pleased that you accepted the challenge and that you're as happy with how the chat went as we are. Oh, I am so, so pleased. I just hope the audio recorded all right. <laughs> I checked I checked an interview the other day after doing an interview and my end of it, it, the person's end of it was fine. My end of it was crap. And I was like, oh, damn it. Like I work in radio. This should not happen. Um, <laughs> oops. But no, what like, one other thing I was going to say, I really am happy. And and I said it in Welsh at the end of that other podcast. I might not have made a load of sense, but I genuinely, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in Wales. I, I lived in Wales until I was 18. I went and did a, a postgrad in Cardiff. And really it was that postgrad in Cardiff that I felt for the first time, oh, people are proud of coming from Wales, like coming from very near the border, near Wrexham. Like I wasn't, like there was a bit of me that kind of felt that Welsh proud, but it wouldn't have been really sort of deep. And um, this year, because of learning Welsh, that has completely and utterly changed. And I am so proud to be Welsh. I am so proud to now, like, be on the way to being regal, uh, to being, I'm nowhere near fluent. There's a so much more work to do, but you have just, it's made the biggest impression on me and I could not be more grateful to you two for giving me that ridiculous challenge. It's been amazing, utterly amazing. So thank you. I don't think you're far at all from being fluent and just, yeah, huge, well done. And we're going to have to get you back again. Oh yeah, that's all right. Let's do it. It'll be good. We have a base. We could do it every year. To keep... um... (laughs) Keep the pressure on. (laughs) To hear some of Helen's secrets, then come and listen to Now or Hour. To hear some things she hasn't spoken before on Inside Try Show. Correct, correct. You'd have to speak Welsh though. <laughs> have to speak Welsh, yeah. <laughs> thank no, you so much. That. Huge congratulations. It's been uh, very, very inspiring to us, but also I know to a lot of other listeners that we have on the show who aren't maybe confident enough to come on the show. And now this will probably make them inspired to learn Welsh to keep listening to Welsh and, and it'll motivate them. I, I know that. Oh, thank you. If you are a Welsh speaker, happy days for you, by the way. You'll get to hear a few secrets that I that I said in Welsh. Uh, just head over to Naur Ur Aur. There are links in the show notes. But otherwise, if you're not, right, it it is all about taking yourself out of your comfort zone, isn't it? And saying yes to the things that scare you right I think some people think oh it's easy for you you know you 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 already speak two languages well French and Spanish so two foreign languages you know oh it must be really easy no 
no, no, it's been so hard. And it, it's just, I have worked my backside off and then you get good people around you, supporting you. And I am utterly grateful both to David and Nia, but also to the amazing listener that is Lowry Bowen, who you might be hearing a bit more about in 2023. I didn't know Lowry this time last year, but she's been an absolute saint when it has come to helping me over the past 11 months, not just with Kumrai, but generally with life as well. And she's become a really good friend. Isn't it weird where life takes you? You know, when you open yourself up and you take yourself out of that comfort zone. If you're listening to this, by the way, before the last Friday of January, you still have time to sign up to the Erdinger Alcohol-Free 5K Your Way Challenge. In fact, even if you're listening to this in January, as long as it's not the last Friday, you will have time to still get involved. I know loads of listeners are already signed up. It is all to help people affected by cancer. You do 5K your way, so you could row, you could swim, you obviously could jog or run, whatever. Most people do all five because there are five to get involved with and pay £25, all goes to charity. But even if you just do one of them, you can help someone to stay active following a cancer diagnosis. You can find all of the details at insidetryshow.com forward slash links. I am team Nikki. I know, for example, Sarah, I know Katie. You've both gone for uh, team Lucy and I know Claire is team Tom. So yeah, get involved in the Erdinger Alcohol Free 5k your way challenge there will be no podcast next week by the way if you're listening before christmas have a good one i'm hoping i'll be enjoying christmas on a beach somewhere in sydney and then when i am back in january i will let you know my main goal for 2023 it is very exciting very exciting Thank you so much for all of your support this year. You are an absolutely brilliant bunch of people and hopefully we'll see a bit more of each other around at different events in 2023. Don't forget that opportunity with The Rock. And I have, I do have good intentions to drag a few of you to Wales for various races or cheering on opportunities. This week's episode has been sponsored by PrescottSportswear.com. Use the code InsideTry15. It's valid until the end of March 2023. It is one use per customer on everything apart from heel jerseys. I also want to say a massive thank you to all of my patrons for supporting me over the last year. You're, you're just immense. Please do keep on sending us your monthly goals. Do not be shy. You just have to comment on the Prescott Instagram post or over on InsideTryShow.com. You'll see it. And each month we are picking a winner to get a little prize. And then, don't forget, you can get money off too with friends of the show, Resilient Nutrition, Confuel.co.uk, LifeJacketSkin.com and 33Fuel. Just look in the show notes for all of those codes and form swimming goggles too. I've heard some good things from some good listeners. For a 15% discount, head over to formswim.com forward slash pages forward slash inside try show. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Happy training, happy racing, and we'll catch up again in the new year. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.